You may be seated. God's grace and peace be with you at the close of the day. You had heard, you had heard through the family grapevine that it's time for a family gathering. And when you gather as a family, your family has traditions. And for this gathering, you knew exactly what mom was going to prepare for dinner. You could envision the spread that would be laid out. Your nose could start to smell the aromas already weeks in advance, those aromas that would come from the kitchen, the taste buds starting to think out loud, oh, the savoriness and the sweetness of the meal. You had celebrated as family. You have your traditions. You know what's going to be on the menu. And because you are and I am the way we are, you do not anticipate any changes to the menu. We don't know who was cooking that day. Nevertheless, the disciples on that Thursday were ready for what they had been used to, to gather and to celebrate the Lord's Passover. They were anticipating this gathering for celebrating because they, along with the generations before them ever since Exodus 12, had been gathering, celebrating, because the Lord had Moses say these words to the children of Israel. You shall observe this rite as a statue for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel and Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. It's with those words in mind all the way from Exodus 12 that the disciples asked Jesus that day, where will you have us prepare the Passover for you to eat? It was not an abnormal question. They had been journeying with their teacher. Now this is year number three. They had paused previous years to celebrate, to remember to recall what God had done for His people there in Egypt when He passed over all those who resided under the blood of the Lamb. He spared them from death. He brought them freedom and brought them out of captivity. The disciples would have eaten this meal before. They would have enjoyed unleavened bread, bitter herbs, roasted lamb, and they would have drunk wine. In remembrance, in celebration of God's covenant that He made with His people. And so the time of the Passover, just like the previous two with Jesus, they went to prepare the meal. And after it was prepared, they went to the upper room. And as they ascended to that upper room, they would have known what was for dinner, at least that's what they thought. And that night, as Matthew records, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, 
eat. This is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. For us present-day hearers, we've heard those words so many times that I think it gets glossed over. Yeah, that's what Jesus said, and that's what He gives, but those disciples that night, this was a complete change of the menu. They had been eating and drinking Passover meals throughout their lives, and now the menu's changed? And nowhere in the gospel is there any record of the disciples' response. One would think, one of them would have said, wait a minute, what did you just say? Did you say, take, eat, this is my body? Jesus, did, did you just say, take, drink, this is my blood? The menu was changed. And it's not that Jesus was just messing around with his father's guidance that he gave way back through Moses. No, God working through his son indeed brings a change to the menu that night. At our house, I recall one of our holidays where Jan introduced a new tradition for the meal. It was Christmas Eve numerous years ago, and she baked stromboli, a rolled-up pizza, and that became our entree for Christmas Eve. We loved it. So the next year on Christmas Eve, we had stromboli. And then year three, we had stromboli. That was what was going to be at the center of our Christmas Eve dinner. About year five, she came up with a new recipe, didn't announce it to anybody, and we sat down. And someone in our family, a child, said really loud, but we always have stromboli for Christmas Eve, right? We don't handle change very well. There was seated around that table Peter and James and John and Judas and Matthew and all the other disciples, all who had dined at Passover tables before, all who had enjoyed roasted lamb and unleavened bread, bitter herbs and wine. But Jesus, did you just say, take, eat? This is my body? Take, drink, this is my blood. Jesus, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Myself. Jesus gives Himself there. The one who serves as host for that Passover becomes the one who is served. His very life for those who receive bread and wine, now they are participating in, partaking of, receiving the very body, the very blood of Jesus. A mystery, yes, grasped only by faith. In this bread, His body, in this wine, His blood, there by the power of His Word. And faith hears those words 
and receives what is served. Body, broken, afflicted, the bread of life for you. And blood, it's been used throughout God's relationship with His people. Lambs and goats, oxen and doves, slaughtered and sacrificed at tabernacle and at temple. Moses took the blood, and when God made His covenant with His people, half of it was thrown and sprinkled on the people. The blood of the covenant. But now, the blood of the Passover lamb. Not the lamb whose blood was smeared there in Egypt, but the lamb seated there at the table. Jesus speaks new words and brings a new reality into this meal. This is my body. This is my blood. What's for dinner, Jesus? The forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. In all of the previous Passover celebrations, those words were not associated with what God had done for the children of Israel in Egypt. No, they were celebrating that He had brought them out of the captivity of being underneath Pharaoh. But now the host speaks new words and brings new gifts in this meal. Drink of it, all of you. For this is My blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The new reality of His blood being served from this cup also brings the present reality for us that God grants forgiveness through the life and death of His Son, Jesus. This is not just a memorial meal anymore. We're not just celebrating what God has done in the past, but we are receiving now a meal of sustenance of what God is doing in the present forgiving your sins. What's for dinner, Jesus? The Lord's Passover. The Lord's Passover is what's for dinner. When the Jews had celebrated this throughout the generations, they were recalling what took place there in Egypt with their ancestors when God kept His promise that He would pass over all who lived under the blood of the Lamb. And in His passing over, His wrath would not touch them and they would live. On that day of the first Passover, all who did not live under the blood of the Lamb, they received the wrath of God. And they experienced it in their family and in their livestock, the death of the firstborn. Yes, our God is a loving God, he is also a just God. He is a compassionate God and He is also a wrathful God because of Pharaoh's disobedience and obstinance. God showed His judgment through His wrath. And so in this meal, in that upper room, and this meal tonight, not only do we recall the Lord's Passover years ago, but now we receive again the Lord's Passover for us. Receiving the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, our Lord passes over us, not pouring out His wrath upon you or me, 
but our disobedience and our obstinance has been placed on the host, and He bears the wrath of our Father. What's for dinner, Jesus? A new covenant. A new covenant. Our God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping, and covenant-fulfilling God. A covenant, a treaty, a will, a testament of what one is going to do for the other. And God is one who makes covenants. And tonight, behind this new covenant, are all the past covenants made with Noah, Abraham, Moses, and David. With those covenants in the past, a new covenant is given, served in that upper room, and served tonight from this table. And God covenants with you. And His promise is, your sins are forgiven. We will celebrate with our risen Lord when He makes all things new. And He binds us together in relationship not only with Him, but with one another. This covenant is for many. What's for dinner? It's a covenant, a new treaty fulfilled in Jesus and sealed with the blood of the Lamb that shed it across. That covenantal blood poured out on Calvary. That covenantal blood received from these cups. What's for dinner, Jesus? the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In that upper room that night there in Jerusalem, the disciples were prepared to receive the same menu that they had for all their previous Passover celebrations. But the menu changed. Again, it changed in such a way that we celebrate more than just remembering God's grace in the past, but now receiving a gift for now, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When Jesus began His earthly ministry, it was John the Baptist who announced Him with that title. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There in the River Jordan. And now from this table is the present reality that the Lamb of God Jesus comes the one who came in a manger at Bethlehem, who crossed through the waters in the Jordan River, who there served as host in the upper room in this bread and wine and at Calvary's cross and then from an empty tomb. What's for dinner? Bread and wine. Body and blood. Forgiveness of sins, the Lord's Passover, the new covenant, the Lamb of God who takes away your sins, my sins, the sins of the world. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in the true faith until life everlasting. Amen.